The Fibber, McGee, and Molly Show. NBC and Paper Make Pens bring you Fibber, McGee, and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutto. Join Fibber and Molly in just a moment. How would you like to be earning extra money while improving your golf game? Well, it's a lot easier than you think. How? By investing in United States savings bonds on the payroll savings plan. Then, while you're learning how to get extra power in your drives, your bonds will be piling up extra dollars for your future. When those bonds mature, you get back $4 for every $3 you put in. Just think of that. $100 for each 75 invested. Extra dollars earned with money you'll never even miss. Because the payroll savings plan is the automatic way to save money. You won't even miss it. Your employer will set aside a couple of dollars each payday, any amount you say. When there's enough for a bond, he buys it for you, automatically. And they begin to earn those extra dollars for you automatically, too. Why not join the payroll savings plan today? Put your money to work for you. Earn extra dollars by investing now in United States savings bonds. A phone call came yesterday for Mr. McGee from Washington, D.C. Mr. McGee wasn't in at the time, so the long-distance operator said the party would call back today. And I'm not going to set foot out of this house till that call comes through, Molly. Boy, oh boy, Washington calling Mr. McGee. It is intriguing, all right. Yeah. I wonder what it's all about. That's just it. For a guy like me, with my talent and reputation, there's so many possibilities. Including the possibility that it isn't the government calling at all. The operator just said Washington. Oh, it's got to be the government. Who else do we know in Washington? Who do we know in the government, for that matter? Well, we, uh, oh, don't you worry. Them government guys know me, and that's what counts. I've been writing them letters about what's wrong with every administration for the last 20 years. And I knew that sooner or later they'd get wise. We're just tired. Maybe they're calling to tell you the post office is off limits from now on. Gee whiz, don't tell them what they want me to be, Molly. Ambassador, diplomatic service, chief justice. Caddy. Caddy? No, no, this is no joke, Molly. Sorry. Anytime the government calls me all the way from Washington long distance and ain't to discuss the Rose Bowl game, this could be a brand new beginning for us. And we could use one. I still think it's a little too soon to start shipping the furniture, dearie. But do you think I ought to run downtown and get measured for a mink? Buy a mink coat? Don't be naive, Tootsie. When I get in there and start putting through a few of my pet ideas, like, for instance, cutting out income taxes and giving every voter a new Cadillac, the people of this nation will be so grateful to me, they'll shower us with minks. Somehow I just can't picture you in mink, sweetheart. Hmm? <laughs> you can't picture me in it either, hard as I try. Well, you can get used to that high living awful fast. Yeah, that's what they say. I can just see us set up in about a 40-room penthouse apartment across the street from the White House, messengers running back and forth bringing me questions to answer, three valleys busy keeping my striped pants and cutaway coats pressed. Speaking of pants, uh, did you ever take your suit to the cleaner to have those frayed cuffs fixed? Because yeah, you should... Yeah, last week. Listen, was that the phone? You hear the phone? You hear it? No, I didn't hear a thing. Well, I wish Washington would hurry up and let me know what kind of a job they want me for so I can get moving. I don't know whether to run out and buy a tall silk hat or a cloak and a dagger. That is... <laughs> Listen to the little parakeet, dearie. He wants to go to Washington, too, don't you, baby? <laughs> <laughs> now, don't you worry, Buster. You'll go with us. I better give him another lesson in how to talk while I'm waiting for the phone. Good. Mr. Wimple was talking to him this morning, but... Look, he Buster. Listen to me, Buster. Say, hello, Ike. 
Hello, Ike. Come on now. Hello, Ike. He's trying, you hear that? <laughs> oh, Mr. Eisenhower will love that. Come on, Buster, say that. Hi, Ike. You hear that, Mom? He's getting close. <laughs> Boy, wouldn't I be a sensation on the White House if this bird learns to say that? Yes. Try hard, birdie. Come on now, Buster. Hi, Ike. Hi, Ike. Did you hear that, Molly? He said it. Clear as a bell. He said, hi, Ike. <laughs> I hate to disappoint you, but that was me. Oh. I was just trying to help. Oh. Well, this kid's an awful slow learner, you know it. Maybe what I ought to do is teach him with a phonograph record. Record? Oh, that's the kind that just keeps repeating the same words over and over till the bird learns them. They're good, I hear. Yeah, well, I'll get one when we get to Washington. Jot that down, will you? Buy a phonograph record so the... You're going to buy a phonograph record, Mr. McGee? Uh, oh, yeah, Wimp. Why? Well, I hope you're not getting that dragnet thing. The one with the dragon in it. I've heard that so many times, I'm having nightmares about it. Really, Mr. Wimple? Yes, I keep dreaming I'm Sergeant Friday, and I'm going to take the dragon in on a 502. And then it happens. What happens? Well, I take a second look, and it isn't a dragon at all. It's Sweetie Face, my big old wife. So I turn in my badge. Can't arrest your own wife, is that it? <laughs> pretty hard to arrest somebody when all she lets you say to her is, yes, dear. Don't you ever disagree with her, Wimp? Did you ever say no to her? Oh, indeed I did, Mr. McGee. Once. To see what would happen. Did anything happen? Weren't you the nice people who sent me those flowers? <laughs> oh, yes, we did. But the hospital told us it was the grip. Yes. What a grip. Took three policemen to make her let go. <laughs> Say, can I get you anything downtown? I'm just on my way to mail her a letter now. No, thanks, Wimp. I don't need a thing. Uh, your wife's due back for Christmas, isn't she? Yes, unless the weather is bad, of course. She's flying. Oh? The planes are usually grounded during snowstorms or blizzards. And this time of year, you can't tell. Well, we'll hope for the best. Yes, we will. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. <laughs> a Christmas gift problem? Well, we have the answer. Your postman, for instance, would love a paper-made pen. So would the milkman, your child's school teacher, the policeman on the beat. A paper-made pen will delight them. You can't find a more useful or a more welcome gift for anybody on your Christmas list. Right. Paper-made, of course, is the pen that can't leak, the pen that bankers and school principals everywhere approve. They approve it because paper-made ink doesn't smear, doesn't transfer, doesn't get all over your hands and your clothes. It's a gift that everyone wants because everyone can use a paper-made pen. And it's a worried Christmas shopper's dream because you can buy a paper-made anyplace. And you don't have to worry about it, you know, about what size Aunt Bessie takes or whether a junior would like it or not. You just can't miss. The paper-made pen and its own gift box for only $1.69 is going to answer a lot of Christmas problems for all of us. You can get the paper-made in seven different color stylings, all of them just beautiful. And a special survey shows that eight out of ten want a paper-made pen. So give the gift you know is right. Give a paper-made pen. Doggone it, I wish Washington had put that call through so I could start making plans. I got a million details to work on. I wish they'd call, too. I'd like to use that phone myself, but I'm afraid to touch it. Yeah, keep it open, keep it open. That's why I'm sticking so close to home, so I don't miss it this time. I think I'll dash out on the porch, though, and grab the mail. Good. Listen for the phone, will you? If they call, hold them for me. I'll be right back. Did they call? Did they call? Did Washington call? Did they call? When? You went out that door and back in again like your suspenders were caught on the doorknob. Any mail? Mm, just a postcard. 
Oh, it's from Uncle Dennis. Oh, good. What does he say? It says, Dear niece and nephew, on my way east to visit you, spending a few days in Arizona and love this hot, dry climate. Such wonderful people here, thirsty all the time. Bless his heart. He makes friends every place. Oh, yeah. He's a great mixer, Uncle Dennis is. And the way he mixes them would knock out a horse. You know, one part of... Oh, McGee, just read the postcard. You say anything else? Yeah, it says, Am temporarily delayed for lack of funds, but will continue trip as soon as I get out of the hole. Love. Where's the card from? Grand Canyon, Arizona. Boy, he is in a hole if he's way down in that. Uh-oh, somebody's at the back door. Now, if that's the laundryman, I want to talk to him. Oh, gone it, why don't that phone ring? Just because I'm expecting an important call, it ain't rang once today. Usually, the wrong numbers alone keep me busier than... I think I'll call the operator and see if she's heard anything about my call. Hello, operator. Hello? Hello, operator. Hello. Hello. Hey, Molly. Hey, Molly. Telephone dead, sweetheart? Yeah, my gosh, Molly. Dead as a mackerel. Cut off for non-payment of the bill, is it? No wonder my call didn't come in. The phone's disconnected. They... What do you mean, non-payment? The cleaner brought your suit back and he found this in the pocket. Check to the phone company. Oh, my gosh. I thought I mailed that. Well, back the car out quick. Come on, down to the phone company. And I've been using your confounded, static-loaded, cheap imitation of a phone company service for 25 years, sis. You understand? Yes, sir. Pay the bill, dearie. 25 years of putting up with wrong numbers, final notices, threats, and falling over the phone cord in the dark. Oh, I'm terribly sorry, sir. Your name? Just because my bill ain't paid, what do I get for being a steady customer all these years? Disconnected, that's what I get. Fibber McGee, miss. Pay the bill, dearie. This time you went too far, sis. You and your phony fouled-up phone company have cut off a guy that he's expecting a call from the government. That's what you'd cut off a guy that... Oh, I'm just so distressed about this. Oh. You can tell your boss that I'm leaving for Washington as soon as that call comes through. And the first thing I'm going to have Congress do is investigate this outfit. What do you say to that? Here's my check. I don't know what to say, sir. I'm terribly sorry about this. You're absolutely right, and I don't blame you a bit. You don't blame me? I think you've been very patient with us. What do you mean, patient with you? My gosh, I've been yelling my head off for ten minutes. Patient? McGee. By George, I will have this outfit investigated now. McGee, for goodness sake. My gosh, if it's getting so a decent citizen can't even get an argument out of a public utility like the phone company, things must be in a mess. They must. Come on, let's get home before that call comes. <laughs> car here in the driveway. I'll use it later. Okay. Don't you fret about the phone. They'll have it on again before long. Way better. If I miss that call. Now, now, let's face it, sweetheart. When the government gets in such a jam that they need you to straighten them out, they're not going to call you once and quit. They'll keep trying till they reach you. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. Why, of course. If they don't reach you today, they'll try tomorrow. Got your door key? Oh, no. I left my key ring on the hall table. Listen. The phone. The phone. It's ringing. It's them. Oh, dear. I've got a key here someplace in my bag, but... Oh. Uh... Well, hurry up. Dump the stuff out. Get, get the door key. Oh, my. I... Oh, this is terrible. Did you ever see such a mess? Oh, well, can't you find the key? The phone. It's Washington. Good heavens, here. No, that's the garage key. Oh. Lipstick compact. What are you doing with the porch chair? I'm going in to answer that phone. I'm coming. I'm coming. Keep ringing. Oh, no. Hello? Hello? Oh, it's dead. 
Well, I'll just have to call back tomorrow. I hope they do call. Deborah and Molly will be right back. Tomorrow night, there's more zany fun when Ralph Edwards plays Truth or Consequences with contestants from the studio audience. You never know exactly what's going to happen on Truth or Consequences, but you can always be sure that the resultant fun will provide laugh-packed entertainment for you and your whole family. And, of course, your family will enjoy the Roy Rogers Show tomorrow night on the NBC radio network. You'll hear Roy and Dale, Pat Brady, and the Whippoorwills all bringing you exciting Western adventure and tuneful Western songs in a half-hour show that's certain to please. Then right after the Roy Rogers Show, listen to Father Knows Best, starring Robert Young in the title role. There's enough entertainment in this half hour to keep you smiling all week long. So be sure to hear Father Knows Best and top off your Thursday evening listening on NBC with a helping of Eddie Cantor's Show Business Show, the program that brings you nostalgic tales of the greats and near-greats in show business. You'll agree that Thursday's another great evening of radio entertainment at the same spot on your dial. just called. Oh, yeah, Mert? What you want? I had her working on your call. She traced it back to the Washington operator, and you're to call operator 25 tomorrow. Operator 25. Oh, gee, thanks, kiddo. Thanks a lot. Oh, boy. I knew I'd never get any sleep if I didn't do something. You're so right. <laughs> Good night. Good night, all. Papermate Pens have brought you the Fibber McGee and Molly program transcribed with Bill Thompson as Wallace Wimple and Marion Richmond at the phone company. This is John Wald inviting you to be with us again tomorrow night for another visit with Fibber McGee and Molly. Give your kitchen the Christmas radio and the wonderful shows on the NBC radio network. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.